630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Nesca with you tonight. It's 7.05 in Edmonton. I'll be with you tomorrow night as well. And then on Friday, we got a football game live from the Hammer. The Donut Box, Tim Hortons Fields on Canada Day, 5.30 kickoff. Morley Scott, Dave Campbell have the call. I will set the stage with the countdown show at 4. Remind you that there's also a Canada Day celebration going on in the Ice District. You can head on down there for July 1st and celebrate in the plaza. Wear your Canadian colours proudly and enjoy some live entertainment, food, beverages, photo ops, some characters roving around, you get some axe throwing in. That'll be there. Patio games and more from 3 to 11 p.m. And Edmonton's own Stereos taking the stage at 9.15. They'll close out this epic Ice District Canada Day celebration. Riverhawks are playing as well. We're the official sponsor of the Canada Day game here at 6.30, Chad. Uh, you can cheer on the Riverhawks. They're taking on the Nanaimo Night Owls at Remax Field. First pitch, 7.05. And then fans can head down to the field after the game Bit of a, a Mardi, Mardi Gras-style brass band called the Brass-tastics there uh, before the fireworks go off at 11 o'clock. So uh, even if you're not a, a baseball fan, I cannot under or overstate I should say how fun it is to just be at a ball game it's a social atmosphere even if you're not watching what's going on I mean I recommend it because you don't want to get hit by a fly ball but even if you're just there chit-chatting it's a great place to be and what better spot than Canada Day so uh, make sure you keep that on your radar we are going to hear from Luke Prokop from the Edmonton Oil Kings. He was named the uh, the CHL Humanitarian of the Year, and with good reason. Uh, I'm going to dig it up, but essentially we know he is the uh, the first openly gay player on a, a National Hockey League contract. But he also was a big part of, of the Oil Kings' first Pride Day game. He reached out to, uh, to Bauer, uh, the hockey company as well. He had some skates made with Pride colors and then was working with the uh, the team's equipment manager to provide some some uh, pride themed sticks for the game that was first of all incredibly well received by his teammates who were were begging for more information as to how they could support that um, and as well received by the community and the lgbtq2s plus community um Prokop, an advocate for Kids Help Phone, as if it didn't stop there. He donated $10 for every shot on goal recorded this past season. He ensured the program can continue to support youth in their time of need. And we all know exactly what kind of need there has been over the past couple of years, particularly with getting youth and uh, keeping youth involved in sports because extra funding, what, what, are we, what even is that these days? I don't know many people with, with pocket change. So anything that uh, can be done and and Luke at 19 years old has has just shouldered so much so enough of me he was on with Bob Stoffer earlier today on Oilers now talking about his humanitarian of the year award and of course his Oil Kings trip to the Memorial Cup they were the first team eliminated St. John's has just won the uh the uh, title on home ice but here's Pro Cop of the Oil Kings 
thank you for taking time to join us. Uh, it ended a little sooner than you guys were all hoping for, didn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it was a really long season, and you know, I was just so proud of proud of the guys for you know how they competed throughout the whole year. There were a lot of ups and downs. Um, you know, we we still won our league, so you know we should all be proud of that. But definitely still wishing we were playing today. Uh, yeah, no question about it. Um, and we'll get to the award in a second. I, I, I have I have a fair amount of empathy for you guys. I mean, you'll, you know what? If Hamilton doesn't have Mason McTavish or Schwinnigan doesn't have Xavier Borgo, uh, you know, that's akin to what you guys lost when you didn't have Dylan Gunther. Was there, you know, I mean, Dylan scored 58 goals in 75 games. Is that, you know, is it too simple to look at it that way? Especially given how close, like there wasn't one game that was a blow. Every game for every team was tight. It was just one of those things. Uh, give me your assessment overall and sort of what needed to happen for you guys maybe ultimately to have a different result. Yeah, I mean, anytime you lose a guy like Gunner, it's, it's a it's a huge hole to fill. Um, I mean, I thought we did a pretty good job of it uh, in, in the last couple of games of the finals, and then in the Memorial Cup. But um, you know, having having a guy like that who can score at will uh, just just helps our team out so much better and um, makes our depth a lot better as well. Um, but I mean, you know, there were bounces here and there in the game where um, you know it could have gone either way. Uh, we had a lot of chances in the third against Hamilton that we could have, you know, capitalized on, and it just it just wasn't bouncing our way. Um, but I mean, we we had a really good term, and so overall, we're very proud of the guys. All right, uh, for the listeners that are unaware, Luke Prokop is the first openly gay player that signed a NHL contract, and since then, uh, Luke, who hails from this, I think I met you probably when, I don't know, at Joffrey Lupel's golf tournament, maybe when you are like 10 or 11 years of age, uh, you've worked tirelessly to fight for inclusion in hockey and, and, and across sport. Uh, what has it been like for you over the course of, uh, it's basically been, you know, about a calendar year uh, since you came forward, and, and, and you know, how have people reacted to that uh what's the experience been like luke it's been unreal i mean i couldn't have been more grateful for you know how accepted i was um you know not knowing at the time what it was going to be like um having a little bit of advice from some guys who had gone through it previously but no one had done it you know under a contract in the nhl and um just being a little bit nervous and scared of, of what the outcome might be. But uh, it was, it's been amazing. You know, um, I've gotten closer with my teammates and uh, my family and friends for, throughout the year have just supported me so much. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change my decision, you know, ever. And um, it's been an unbelievable year. Uh, you need support from the NHL organization. I know that David Poyle in Nashville uh, were certainly on board when you first came out as well. Yeah, that was uh, that was probably when I knew, when I had the most confidence. You know, after I got off the phone with with them, um, and a bunch of their management staff, that that day was when I knew. You know, this was going to be the right decision, and you know, no matter what, having an organization like the like the Predators, um, you know, who had drafted me, not knowing about my 
you know, about my secret beforehand and, you know, them being totally okay with it and um, wanting to be, you know, my true self. Uh, that's, that was the, the final little bit of uh, push I needed to make to know that it was okay. Luke, when we had you on at the time, you talked about your dad, who, who I know, you know, and, and many people here in Edmonton know your father from Blackhawk Golf and Country Club. Uh, he's a big personality, and I know something about having a big personality. So uh, you said he's a type A personality, and, and you know how have your how have your direct family members grown over the course of the last year with you through this process? Yeah, it's been really cool to see. Um, you know, my my relationship with my sister was something that you know really developed over the last three or four years, and it's you know made us closer. Um, and you know, I, I feel like you can talk about anything now with with anyone in my family, which you know before I really didn't feel like I could. Um, and I think it's just made us so much closer, and um, you know, we're we're able to share how we feel, um, you know, without without feeling like we're there's something bad something bad that's going to happen you know they're going to react in the in the right way and you know it's it's just been really awesome to have such a supporting family this is a, this has been an interesting year for the pro cop family your brother josh was scheduled to go to uh uh, he, he played for the Oilers rookies, uh, and then he was scheduled to go to Bakersfield. Uh, of course, the plan all along was for him to play at the U of A. They ended up in uh, the championship game. They should have won. I mean, it was one of those, you know, <laughs> you don't shoot a team 70 to 40 and lose 5-4 in double overtime. Have you have you followed things closely with Josh on a, a day-to-day basis in terms of what his experience was like playing for Ian Herbers at the University of Alberta this year? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I would go to go to games as much as I could, um, and you know, both of us living at home now for the first time in a while. Um, you know, we get to talk about hockey quite often and, and make sure we're keeping up to date with each other's teams and, and, and how they're doing. Um, you know, unfortunately, he had that. Uh, injury at the start of the year that he couldn't go to camp which I you know I thought would have been a really good experience for him but you know I think he had a great year in, at the U of A and um, you know they, they had a great run it was weird I remember we were playing a game that day that they were in the finals and uh, we we had finished already and they started before us and I came home and I knew I thought the game was over but they were in double overtime so I, I got to watch a little bit of that Um it was it was sad to see that they lost, but you know he had a great year and the team had a great year, and I know he's looking forward to going back next year. All right, you're coming up on your 20 year old season right now. You are signed, so you can play in the American Hockey League. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to decompress since the Memorial Cup uh, between your, the Sports Corporation and Jerry's group and the Nashville Predators. Is there a place of emphasis for you to improve upon and work upon so you can take that next step and get in a pro hockey, Luke? Um, I don't. I mean, we haven't really had any conversations about it since the season ended. Um, I think you know it's still pretty fresh. Just trying to get you know time to decompress and you know focus on the summer. But I think just I mean getting stronger overall, um, and, and then improving my skating a little bit more. You can never be a good enough skater, um, and especially you know wanting to move up into higher levels. It, the pace is just so much quicker. So um, you know I'll be with my team. Um, in uh, in a couple couple of days here and, and work together to create a plan to you know give me the best shot possible to play pro hockey next year. 
Cody Franson. That's what I see when I see a play. Very similar player. Had a good NHL career. Right shot defenseman. Bigger body. Uh, not necessarily the meanest or nastiest player in the ice, but he could move the puck and he got pucks through from point. It's not an insult to be compared to a guy and ironically drafted in the third round by the Nashville Predators. How's that for coincidence or circumstance? Luke, I wish you the best of luck. We're going to continue to follow your career, okay? Awesome. Thank you very much, Bob. That's Edmonton Oil Kings defenseman Luke Prokop. I mentioned he was 19. He's actually 20. He turned 20 on May 6th. Had a pretty solid year. 55 regular season games with the Oil Kings. Being, uh, was acquired early in the season. Played three games in Calgary first. And then he came over here. 33 points in 55 games from the back end. 16 points in 19 playoff games. And then he was a point a game at the more, uh, Memorial Cup. So he was doing his part, right? There was nothing you could say about the effort of Luke Prokop on or off the ice. And now, as as you heard there, is a pick of Nashville, a third rounder, 73rd overall in 2020. We'll see if he's able to make that next step. Big body, 6'4", 215. It should be skating. That determines whether he makes the next level, and you heard him say it there. Uh, it is it is the year of, of the St. John Sea Dogs, I suppose. The host team taking it home they won the memorial cup uh, just a few minutes ago officially and, and they did it quite handily a score of 6-3 over the hamilton bulldogs uh, an excellent game by uh, several sea dogs there was pretty well everybody on the team was in double digit points but uh, william dufour who had had a great tournament for them and uh Who's this Christians Anson's fellow? I don't know if you've watched any of the games. This this Rivas Christians Anson's the next Latvian sensation, perhaps. I'm not sure, uh, but he's been excellent. He didn't have a point tonight for uh, for St. John, but uh, they do ultimately win. There's a name for you to watch if you can remember it. It's just a shame. It's a it, it's a shame when you saw the work that was put into building the oil kings program the roster for this year it's you had every opportunity to go into this tournament and take it down five members of team canada's team jacob demick was there uh simon kubitschek a huge huge part of the oil kings team neither one of them uh played for team canada but you know essentially should have gotten that same recognition and and it just it might be something to do with the Western Hockey League. It's been a long, long time since we've seen the WHL win the tournament. It's talked about often on Oilers Now. 2014, when the Oil Kings got it done with Curtis Lazar and Tristan Jari. That was the last time that a WHL team has won. Pretty hard to believe. It stays in the queue this year. I don't really think of the queue as being the sort of uh, the, the 1A program in the Canadian Hockey League, but there you have it. And finally here, um, Tim Hortons has now joined a, a growing list of corporations that are actually pulling financial support for Hockey Canada in the wake of the Federation's handling of an alleged sexual assault. So the restaurant chain saying today it is suspending support for the upcoming Men's World Junior Hockey Championship in Edmonton, yeah, as it awaits details on how Hockey Canada intends to take strong and definitive action. Does this jeopardize the tournament that's set to run August 9th to 20th here in Edmonton to make up for what we had taken away from us sort of over the holiday season? Does it jeopardize that? I mean, quite possibly, you're talking about Scotiabank, Tim Hortons, Canadian Tire, and TELUS all pulling funding from Hockey Canada right now.
And that's until the companies are confident that the right steps are being taken to improve the sports culture. These developments are coming after the federal government froze Hockey Canada's public funding last week in response to its handling of the alleged sexual assault and then the out-of-court settlement. Hockey Canada quietly settled a lawsuit last month after a woman claimed she was assaulted by members of the uh, 2018 gold medal winning world junior team at a gala and golf function that was four years ago in London, Ontario. None of the allegations proven in court, but again, at issue is did Hockey Canada take this and uh, sort of shuffle it aside and keep it out of the public spotlight? Well, that's what they're being scrutinized for. So uh, there's been no definitive word as to what this might mean, but you can imagine the, the amount of funding needed to house and feed and put on an event of that caliber the way that we know Edmonton can that's going to be tough to do without corporate support so keep your ear to the wire on that one keep it locked to 6:30, chad right here it's brendan escott in on inside sports it's also the six-year anniversary of the hall for larson trade where were you tell me 780-496-0063 that when we return <laughs> Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. It's Brendan Escott hanging out with you this evening. Reed on vacation. Dave Campbell en route to Hamilton, where the Ticats will host your Edmonton Elks. A battle of winless teams on Canada Day Friday here on 630 Ched. We'll have a best of Oilers now, uh, a brief edition of the best of afternoons, and then I'll get you set with the countdown show at 4 o'clock, game time, 530. Promises to be an excellent one there. Uh, yeah, we were talking Memorial Cup. It is a 6-3 victory for uh, St. John, who scored twice in the first six minutes of both the first and the second periods and then rode the emotion of, frankly, what was a wildly enthusiastic sellout crowd to win the championship for the second time in its 17-year history. I mentioned quite a few players on the score sheet. William Dufour, Captain Vincent Sevigny, Cam McDonald, Josh Lawrence, Riley Bezo all scoring for the Sea Dogs. Mason McTavish, third overall pick of the Anaheim Ducks. He had two goals. Jan Myshak had another for the Bulldogs. There were no match for the Sea Dogs. I guess, does that settle an age-old debate of any kind? Were dogs of the sea ever compared? I don't, I don't know. We're going to talk stingers after a global news weather traffic update. I might have plans for you tomorrow night. There's a basketball game at the Expo Center. I'll tell you all about it when we return. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.